reality. No, it's the 222 Paranormal Podcast. starring your host, the one, the only, the man of the hour, the tower of power, Joe Shortridge. Hello there. Hello, I'm me. And the Jen. sidekick. <laughs> Shorty sidekick. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I could kick if I tried. <laughs> so what is that? I'm 44. How does that yeah, go? With it? I'm 50 years old. I can kick and I can punch. Whatever it is. Oh, man. It's going to be one of those shows, kids. So buckle up, buttercups. Here we go. What's up, brother? It is Thursday afternoon here on the day that a UFO 44 years, or not 44, in 1947, that's about 75 years ago now, (laughs) a UFO is heading towards the earth and going to crash in Roswell. And if you listened to our show last week, you know all about it. Yes, it was so good. Stanton Friedman, still my favorite. The best interview we had. Yes, for sure. He was amazing. Amazing. He'll live on in infamy and podcast forever. Yes. Joe. Okay. I have to talk Me? to you. Yeah. Dear listeners, you must listen to this. Congratulations to my brother. Yes. His book has finally been released. I have it right here in my hand. Yes. And, and everything lines up. I'm if you surprised. guys don't know or haven't heard, uh, Joe does have an uh Another podcast, non-paranormal. I'm podcasting everywhere. He's the podcast king. I'm the podcaster. Yeah. So he has the Year of Profit, which is like mind, body, and spirit. Body, mind, and wallet. Yeah, I'm a body, mind, and wallet because we all <laughs> could use some like, you know, just make everything much better in your life. You can't be rich until you're happy. That's true. Because... You have to be happy. But, you know, you I'd rather be crying in a BMW than a broke down Volkswagen. <laughs> <That's true>. Hey. <laughs> no, but Joe, um, congratulations. His book is now out on Amazon. It is the 14-day morning affirmation. Transformation. Transformation. And go to Amazon and buy it. Change your life in it's, 14 days. It's a very small book. It's 51 pages long, but it's a I, workbook, de- I designed basically. this yeah. so that every day you wake up. Mm-hmm. And you say the affirmation and you answer the questions and it forces you to put yourself in a more productive and positive mood for the day. Because whatever you think of first thing in the morning is going to set your tone or set the tone for your whole day. Like lunch. <laughs> That's when I wake up. I'm like, what am I going to have for lunch today? <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty bad. I wake up and I know I'm supposed to be the guy that is teaching this stuff, but mm-hmm. I wake up and I'm like already pissed off because I'm going into work and I know that. It's going to be nothing but argues. Yeah. And so that's it. That's what it made me think about it is the whatever you first think about in the morning sets the, the mood for your whole day. What if you wake up in the morning and you get out of bed and you stub your toe? You're going to be mad all day. Yeah. But with this book, you know, it's it's a day by day thing that really helps you and, think. You know, when you get up, you're like, okay, I know everybody's in a rush and we're trying to get to work and stuff, but you, it just takes a few minutes just to... Set your intention. Mm-hmm. Give a little gratitude to the universe because you woke up again, right? Yeah. And um, you know this this journey that Joe, this fourteen day journey that um, Joe's going to take on, it's going to make your life just better. And that's the thing, you know. Like I set it up as a fourteen day transformation journey, but it goes on a lot farther past that. You know, yeah. it's it's the fourteen days are a way to 
set your life in motion mm -hmm. for the rest of your life. And one of the reasons I picked 14 days is because if you do something for 14 days in a row, you have a 99% chance that you're going to keep doing it because it changes your, um, I almost said, I almost said metabolic, <laughs> but <laughs> it changes how your brain is wired. Yeah. And whatever you ask of the universe, the universe will give you. So if you could get up in the morning and you say, this day is going to suck. Well, this day is going to suck. And if you wake up in the morning and say, I don't care, I'm going to be happy no matter what. Yeah. You're going to be happy for the day. Yeah. And just try to, you know, like had that type attitude on Tuesday. I woke up and I was like, it's going to be a great day. I know it's going to be a really, really busy day because I was coming mm -hmm. off the holiday and, you know, like I have to do all my Monday stuff on Tuesday. But I was just like, no, this is this is nobody's going to get under my skin today. Yeah. And I try to like protect myself, like uh, put that like positive energy exactly. bubble around myself because I was like, I'm not feeding into anybody's negativity and I'm not going to be listening to, you know, people. They just, they're so into gloom and doom right now. Yeah. And like, yeah. I get like, you know, there's a lot going on in the world, but we got to like combat that all mm -hmm. with some positivity. And it goes right along with the paranormal stuff because when you're you're trying to get love and light for everybody mm -hmm. or love and light for yourself, it's all meshes together. So it is sort of like the paranormal aspect of it, of how you put the white light around you, especially when during our investigations. Oh, yeah. You have you, to. You want to protect, protect yourself. yourself. <laughs> so that is the self-help part of the show. You guys so just got a free life coach lesson. Just, I'll put the link in the description. Go to Amazon. Pay the $12. It's $12 to change your life. Right. <laughs> and, That's right. Uh, That's less than a dollar for the 14 days. Yeah. It's 80 cents a day, people. 80 cents a day to change your <laughs> life. So, Jen, Joseph. paranormal. What happened? Yes. What okay. What happened? You know, I like to share all my weirdness with you guys. Um, it's been pretty quiet, which kind of bums me out because I really like things mm -hmm. to go on in the house so I can share with you. But one weird thing happened. So in my bathroom, my when my brother remodeled my bathroom, which is beautiful and I still love it, um, he built some built-in shelves into the wall. Yeah. And on those shelves, I have some little knickknacks, but I have like two picture frames. One says, you know, it's better at the beach and the other one's got like, I don't know, a turtle on it or something like that. And the one is like, you know how you buy a picture frame and it has that stand up like cardboard thing on the yeah. back? So stand, you know, it stands up. So I went... And I heard this banging noise, and I was like, what was that? And I thought, oh, you know. So I looked around and looked around in the bathroom, couldn't figure it out. Went out in the back bedroom, couldn't figure it out. Went back in the bathroom, and that thing had fallen over, but it fell over forward. Oh, now, if, yeah. If it's like this at an angle, and it was going to fall, it would like slide down and just fall backwards. Fall backwards. It completely fell forward. Oh, wow. Which is weird because. It's been up there for almost two years. It hasn't moved. Mm -hmm. You know, I dust it, but I set it back. Yeah. You know, I dust the shelves. <laughs> Not as often as I should. Oh, <laughs> well, me too. Take a look at my desk. <laughs> when do I have time? I need a housekeeper. That's yeah. what I need. I need to hire a professional organizer and a housekeeper, which are the two things I love to do. I love to organize and I love to clean. But I just don't have time to do it. Mm -hmm. So that was weird because like, how in the world would it fall forward? The window wasn't open. The air conditioner wasn't on. And even if it was, it doesn't wouldn't blow enough. It's in the corner. It's in a corner. Yeah. That's so weird. I don't know. And it's heavy too because it's got like a shell 
attached to it. So okay. it would take a lot of force to flip it forwards. Yeah, I mean, I could see it falling backwards because it has the fold-out thing yeah. in the back for the cardboard. But yeah, yeah that is, that's definitely some poltergeist. So... Poltergeist um, activity. I finally got a camera. And oh, I good. I, it, I bought it on Amazon. Mm-hmm. Just a you know little like round one. Yeah. But it goes you know onto your phone, and you'll have to help me set it up. Super Joe, easy. Because you know I'm not tech savvy like Joe. Uh, so I'm going to put this uh, camera because I think it has night vision. I hope it has night vision. They do. Okay. Yeah, you um, all do. Set that up, and I'm going to start taping in the house so it's i think it's motion yeah. activated so if i catch anything you guys i'm going to post on our page yeah definitely because there's a lot of strange stuff going on in your house i know i was hoping some more stuff well i did have a weird dream last night but that we could yeah. save that for another but, time you know we talk about the paranormal and we even when we go to these ghost hunts and that you expect or hope things to happen and there's mm-hmm. nights where nothing happens yeah you know, you sit in a dirty old building for hours <laughs> and nothing happens. But there are times when you go in and the second you get out of your car, things are happening. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, it's interesting you say that because, you know, the topic today was one of those nights. It was. It this. I saw this years ago and I'm like, I've always wanted to do a show on this because it's a UFO sighting that is collaborated with the police and it's all recorded their whole conversation is recorded now i'll put a link to it in the description i'll put a link to the full audio but i do have some clips here mm-hmm. of what i thought were the best out of the clips now i didn't add in now that i remember i didn't add in the one where the dispatcher said i'm going up there and looking at it and she actually left her yeah. post yeah to go see but why don't you tell the listener exactly? Sure. Because I know you wrote the article about I it. I did. I did. So if you guys don't know, like a long time ago, moon, moons and moons and moons ago, I was um, doing a couple of like freelance writings for Haunted Toledo's website. And so this was a really interesting story. It actually is a case out of Ohio. Hello, home state, home heart state of the Ohio. nation. You'll do better in Ohio. Okay. Happened on December 14th. Now, this is 1994. Now, when you and I hear, and probably for our listeners to hear, hear 1994, you think like 10 years ago, right? Yeah, it's but, not. It's like. <laughs> it's like a long freaking time had ago. Bla- Jen had black hair. I did. It was wild, child. She was doing her goth thing back then. It was. Actually, let's see, 94. Graduated in 89. So, no, I was out of that oh, phase okay. by then. Were I you was in Hollywood? Re- no, I, w- okay. I went there, shoot, I think closer to 2000. Okay. But anyways, I digress. Um, so it was just a normal sleepy winter day. And as it folded in tonight, a weird turn of events happened. Now, this all started in the county of Trumbull, Ohio. Now, if you don't know that, that's, I would say, middle of Ohio towards the east of the state. Sort of by Cleveland. Yeah, so below Cleveland-ish. Mm-hmm. Ish. Um, so just after midnight, a local 911 dispatcher began receiving floods of calls. Like, all side, you know, it's just like the sleepy winter night, boom. Call after call after call after call. So a series of calls 
started coming in and the dispatcher was like, what is going on? I'm getting all these weird calls. People were starting to report strange and unfamiliar lights in the sky. Now, you know, it's winter, so it gets dark early, right, mm-hmm. in Ohio, and there's not a whole lot going on in the skies unless it's snowing, but I don't know if it was snowing at this time. No, it was clear that night. Okay. Yeah. So it was a clear night. Because they saw it for a long distance away, too. Okay. So just after midnight, the um, local 911 dispatcher, her name was Ray Ann Rudolph. Now, she was the head dispatcher. She received most of the calls reporting low-flying unidentified objects moving quickly ufos people are calling them ufos and strange lights now as she took the calls she was trying to explain it like oh maybe it's just a balloon or a plane or weather station or even a low flying helicopter but the interesting part is people were reporting how fast moving and how quickly the lights were descending over the trumbull county now People were like, oh, you know, we're seeing this. She's like, it's got to just be some, you know, pranks or Mm -hmm. something like that. She's just like, what is going on? She first started getting these calls. She called the night sergeant. Now, his name was Toby Malario. I hope I'm saying that right. Malario. He was the first. Toby, if you're listening, we're sorry. Sorry, Sorry, dude. yeah. Yeah. Like, you know, if you've listened to our 300 and something shows, you know, we can't pronounce anything. Call me Toby. (laughs) Yeah. Get us. Come on. Well, first hand report. Um, So he was the first officer on the scene. So he started rolling down a street called Sampson Drive. He was responding to the call of bright lights emanating over the street. Now, as he brought the cruiser to a stop, immediately all the power in his car went dead. No lights, no sirens, no radio transmission, nothing worked. Now, this is stuff you see in the movies, yeah. right? Like, crazy. Honestly, that happened to me before. Oh, yeah? I was doing 75 miles an hour on I-75, and my car completely died. Remember? <laughs> it was the, the short oh. I had. I was in between two semis. I don't even know how I'm still alive, but <laughs> that's a whole nother story. So he jumps out of the car. Just as a large circular object was hovering over him. Now it flooded him. It flooded his cruiser in bright white light beams um, for more than 30 seconds. And it was in complete dead silence. Zip. Quiet. Um, As quickly as car went dead, the object moved away. Now, as soon as it did, the car's function all resumed instantly weird um he was very shaken he hopped in his cruiser and started pursuing the flying object but to no avail he couldn't catch up with it um he was unable to keep up with it and he called the dispatcher giving the direction of the glowing light or disc um as he described it um which way it was going now more than 14 officers had witnessed the ufo that night each one detailing their accounts um over the police dispatch Mm -hmm. And finally, 911 officials reached out to the FAA, which is the Federal Air Administration, um, for an explanation. None of them could explain it. There were no blips, no abnormalities reported, and nothing sighted on the radar. Um, One lieutenant did witness three objects in a triangular pattern that night. One of the objects flew higher than the other two, which were on each side of the um, larger one. 
They all changed colors from green to red to blue in unison while flying in the December sky. Now, some theorists say that this could be a top secret aircraft um, from the local Youngstown Air Reserve Base. But however, they checked and the base confirmed there were no aircraft that flew that night. Yeah. Many people have pushed for documents to be released under the Freedom of Information Act and lobbied Wright Patterson Air Force Base, which is in Dayton. So that's probably what, maybe two hours away, three hours Pretty away? Pretty close, yeah. Yeah. I don't. I would say 60 to 90 miles, I yeah, would think. Yeah, it's three-hour drive for us. Yeah. But Youngstown is over a little bit, too. So yeah. it's probably about the same amount of time. Yeah, about the same amount of time. So they lobbied to get any UFO documents that they had in their possession as proof, proof um, for this UFO phenomenon. Sorry, every time you say that word, you know, like <laughs> once we got to sing it. To this day, the calls to the base um, are answered only by a pre-recorded voice that refers to the callers to report the incident to your local police department. Now, Wright Patterson has also denied any aircraft hitting their radar that night, and none of the officers that are on duty were willing to confirm a Signal 50, which is the code for a UFO. I didn't know that. I didn't know that either. Signal 50. 50. 50. Now, the original 911 recording somehow came up missing. Oh. Interesting, huh? Um, there was a fallout of sightings and intense media scrutiny that plagued the officers on duty that night. Some of them had to go into hiding. They just couldn't take it. Some were divorced and are um, few of them are now working in other professions. They left the profession See, after the thing seeing is, this. I hear that so many times of people that witness UFOs and like abductees, they could be best friends with the person that witnessed the UFO with them. Mm -hmm. And they always end up being separated by something and they end up not talking to each other and stuff like that. It's almost like if they're abducted, they're reprogrammed to, to not like that person and not talk to that person. Mm -hmm. That happens all the time. People get divorces yeah. just by witnessing UFOs. All of a sudden, they their lives just fall apart. Emotional damage. Yes. I think, you know, there's a little bit less stigma around it now oh yeah definitely since 1994 so 9404 2004 so it's been like 20 something years a long time long time so you know i think we're a lot more accepting now we have a lot more evidence uh, we have some government acknowledgement yeah. allegedly uh I have to throw that in there so we don't get sued um but uh you know it's back even 20 years ago, people were very afraid of speaking out. Oh, yeah. On any type of alien acknowledgement, I guess you would say. Now, one chief, um, Gerald Butchert, who was of the Manitoba, Ohio um, force, he claimed to got have gotten photographic evidence of the UFO, but the United States Air Force stepped in and would not allow the photograph to be shown. Hmm. Why is it not on caught on not caught, uh, caught on camera or whatever that show is yeah. out there? Brian Cano, get on it. <laughs> we have the same birthday. And he doesn't like me. <laughs> <laughs> 
But Brian Cano hates me. Because we have the same birthday. It's not special to him anymore. And we named our podcast 2221. That's a whole nother um, show. Uh, later, it was found um, that there was a backup recording of the 911 tapes located in a storage compartment in the police uh, station. The originals that were deemed missing. And guess yeah. what? We have them here for you, folks. We have it. We have some clips from it. So believe it or not, 1994, the world changed um, for those 14 officers and dispatchers. Witnesses in the area said it was just something rare and unexplainable. Just... One of those phenomena uh, in Ohio, because, you know, Ohio is the capital of weird. Mm -hmm. But this is one of the things where there is an actual recording from the 911 operator and from the police radio transmissions of a UFO witnessed by, what, three different counties Mm -hmm. of police officers. Witnessed by people calling the 911 dispatcher. And, I mean, come on, you know, it may be an experimental aircraft. I mean, obviously, if they have an experimental aircraft flying, they're not going to say, oh, yeah, we have something up in the air. They're going to say, no, nothing's on our radar. But it hovered. Yeah. It changed colors. It was visible to the officers. They actually saw it. Now... If it's experimental, why wouldn't they be experimenting it where nobody's around? Well, sometimes they do. And sometimes it gets out. But, yeah, why would it be over Youngstown, Ohio? Right. Low places, right? Mm-hmm. Unless it took off from Wright-Patterson, allegedly, but, and um, went over that way. Yeah, but even still, why would they do that? Now, I have heard where they would do that so people say there's a UFO and it gets discredited. Mm-hmm. It's just a bunch of crazy people. <laughs> bunch of drunk rednecks saying it's they Ohio, saw lights right? in the air. <laughs> but this time it was actual police officers. Yeah. And they talked about it on the radio, which is very rare. Yeah. So let's break this down. Okay. I have some clips here from the original recording. And like I said, I have the whole recording. You can find it on YouTube. I'll put the link in the description. So this first clip is when the operator got the original 911 call from people seeing the lights. And she called it out on the radio and the guy was like yeah right whatever come on who are you joking so yeah. let me play this for okay. you it's like a minute long might be hard to understand too Drive. 
didn't advise direction. 998. 998. Did he give you a description on the object? Public service, sir. I'll give you further. Okay. So the original calls come in, and, you know, she's very professional about it, mm-hmm. and how she says, you know, go search this area to that sergeant. And he's like, I don't believe you. Come on. UFOs, come on. Right. And she's like, yeah, we're getting tons of calls on it. What's interesting is that she didn't make light or or um just write that guy off as as cuckoo yeah <laughs> you know because well, at this time she have t- had two calls about it and later on they you know they the police come on the radio and you're like hey we got green aliens and all that and she's like no seriously i'm getting calls on this and eventually they figure out and they follow this thing and they see it so the second clip like i said the cop doesn't believe her and she kind of puts it to him to like, dude, yeah. this is happening. So let's hear the second clip. Okay. Bob, I swear to God, four calls in on an unidentified object over Liberty. Four calls. Four calls on an unidentified flying object. One down, take a look. All right, we'll check it out. You want me to call the air base and see if there's anything in the area? So, yeah, she's starting to get more calls. She sounds a little panic in her voice, mm-hmm. like excitement, yeah. but also a little bit of terrified. Because this isn't something that happens every day, right. you know, especially for people to start calling 911 because they see a light in the sky when, you know. I wonder, they- you know, if their training um, involves any type of like, how do you weed out the cuckoos, yeah. right? You know, like we get people have mental illness, but there's still those cuckoos out there, you know, teenager playing prank or mm-hmm. something like that. Um, and that's where the police officers in the field, they're like, come on, really? Seriously? And she's like, seriously, if I've had four calls on this already. Yeah, that's crazy. And I mean, you can kind of tell when it's just kids pranking you because it'd be the same callers. And plus, Pretty much, everybody's got you know color ID nowadays. You can't. Well, I don't know how how it worked back then. Yeah, that's true. Just in the nineties, cell phones. And then? the we? thing is, did we? They had the Goodyear blimp was up, and that flies out of Akron, which is close to there. Yeah. So people know what the Goodyear blimp looks yeah. like. I remember everybody as, in Ohio knows. Yeah, like. <laughs> I remember as a kid when the blimp came over. It was, it such was a, a big deal. Yeah. The blimp, and you watched it fly over, and it was actually pretty, it was quiet. Yeah. Because it was so high up. I mean, when you get close to it, you could hear the engines, but yeah. you couldn't hear it up in the air. And it moved slow, just like they're saying. Yeah. A couple of years ago, and it may have been four or five years ago, maybe longer, I was driving home from work, and the blimp was coming. I didn't know what it was at first. That's it. Because you, from a distance, you can't tell it's the blimp, but you know something's out there. And it's and, silver. Yeah. And it's and it round. Was, and it reflects the light. Mm-hmm. And so it was coming. And as I got, it was coming up I-75 from yeah. Ohio into Michigan. It was going to, I think, one of the games or something. And as it got closer, it got kind of scary, like seeing something like that, slow moving, giant, coming at you. you know? And I remember. And it was low, too. That's it. They don't fly high. Yeah. Because they fly low enough because you remember the advertisements on the side of it. Mm-hmm. And it had colors. So the way they describe this, it could have been the blimp, but these guys know what the blimp looks like. They see it all the time. Yeah. And it did hover. Like when you were watching the blimp, if they caught the wind, it would sit there and hover for a while and, Mm -hmm. you know, move. 
So some people said, yeah, it was a blimp. But these guys describe it, and it's nothing like that. Yeah, exactly. So, and for her to, like, have that, like, uh, do you want me to call the air base? That, that's inciting a little bit of panic in her. I could tell. Exactly. Yeah. And it's like, you're, they're not, it's, they don't call the air base for stuff. Right. Yeah. You're so not gonna... the third clip, she does call the FAA. Oh, okay. And they say that nothing is showing. So let me play you the third clip here. Okay. 17 seconds long. We've contacted the FAA administration and uh, one, they've advised nothing on the radar scope within a 60 mile radius of Youngstown. They did advise they have no communication with any helicopters or any private owned vehicles. So she did call them and verify that they said that there was nothing in the air. Yeah. And if it was a blimp, they'd have to register with the FAA. Yeah, they would just say, yeah, it's a blimp. Yeah. You know, yeah, the blimp's lying over. And it's December, so there's really not a whole lot of, like, big sports things. I mean, the biggest thing would be the Super Bowl, but it's usually in warm weather climates, yeah. you know. <laughs> um, very interesting. So, yeah. yeah, I mean, it's it's now it's starting to progress mm-hmm. to where, like you said, she had a little bit of panic. And I didn't have the clip of where she actually said, I'm coming out there and looking because she actually went on the roof of the dispatcher mm-hmm. office. She went up on the roof and she says, I can see it. Oh, I'm coming out there. So someone picked her up and took her out to where it was. Yeah, that's crazy. I, you know, go and listen um, to the whole thing yeah. at, at the end. You know, um, Joe post it. And um, yeah, it's on YouTube. It's so interesting. Mm-hmm. So but do we have another clip? Yep. I've got okay. a couple more. Uh, this is clip number four. Now. This is where the dis- the uh, dispatcher is talking to a police officer, and the cop actually saw the saw the object, and he's describing what he sees. I had a man who said it's quite huge, and it doesn't make any noise. That's what I saw. And I said, well, I said, could it be like a weather balloon? He goes, no. He goes, these lights are incredibly bright. And he goes, and this thing's just, he goes, and this thing's just hovering. It's not moving. Well, maybe it's a private plane or something. Now, this thing, whatever it was, lit up. I mean, literally, it lit up. You could stand, if you were underneath it, you could see it would be like daylight, but red light. Well, I logged it. I know this is coming back up. I know everybody and their brothers are going to be calling them. So that's where he said it lit up everything. Now, an interesting fact that I know of UFO sightings is one thing that people say is the light beams and all that come down to earth. And they don't cast a shadow. Oh. What kind of light? I don't know. Shadow. I don't oh. know. But if it's bright enough that it lights up the whole area. Yeah. And he didn't mention it here, but I've heard where people have described it as casting no shadows, which is so bizarre because that means the light would be all encompassing. Yeah. It it would be like coming from every direction, which would cause it not to have a shadow. Wow. Very weird. So I didn't, obviously not in this case, but that popped in my mind when, so yeah, they're finally they're starting to say that they see it and they're believing her by, because they're actually seeing it with their own eyes. Yeah. No noise, bright lights and hovering mm-hmm. and they're <laughs> confirming this is happening. This is so intense. Only in Ohio. Yeah. So the next clip, this is where the police officer actually see or witnesses it. And he's saying, yes, I see this thing. Now, they did chase oh. it, too, like you were saying. Mm-hmm. But I don't think I have that clip where they're saying, I'm following it right now. Oh, and okay. it's, 
but it's in the full thing. But let's listen to this next clip. There's a lot of lights, you know. What, what, I guess they, one of the hound officers said it was like an area of Henhide and King's Graves though, hovering there for like 10 minutes. A big blue. What was it supposed to be, Rick? Blue and green? Let me see what color it was. Hold on. Rick, what was it supposed to be, blue and green? It's supposed to be blue and green, I guess. So the police are finally saying, yes, we're seeing this thing. Wow. They're describing it. And it's mind-blowing that all these officers saw this happen. Yeah. More than one. Mm-hmm. Civilians, officers of the law, dispatchers <laughs> witnessed it herself. Yeah, she ran up on the roof and then she, it's like, come get me. <laughs> That's crazy. I, I mean, how exciting would that have been? Scary, but exciting, yeah. right? Like, you're the only one seeing it. You don't know if the government knows about this or not. Mm-hmm. We've all seen the movie The War of the Worlds. Yeah. Tom Cruise now, remake. Now, I think, I think, if I can remember right, they did get confirmation from the airbase or someone saying that they see it. But you'd have to listen to the whole clip. I can't remember if they said I think or not. so. Um, I think so. So in this final clip, uh, Visual Chase describing it, following it down out of town. officers yeah. confirming this like they're in three different counties three different counties isn't that incredible so mm-hmm. this thing must have been giant just or very bright like you said yeah. this thing is so bright wow and it was moving by then so they you know they're saying well it's going out this way now and but wow. it just blows my mind that the this is a this kind of sighting yeah we don't know if it is ufo or not or you know but he did say it has a thing coming out of the top of it where the blimp has a thing coming out of the bottom of it. Right. And like I said, these guys have seen the Goodyear blimp. They live right by where the yeah. Goodyear blimp takes off yeah. from. So they know what it is. And, you know, they know what a blimp looks like. So And blimp makes noise. And it's it's clumsy. And it's very slow moving. It is. You know, and so. this thing moved pretty fast. They, once it stopped hovering, it took off pretty quick. Yeah. Oh, sorry. Okay. Um, so 
you know, it'd be very interesting to know where all these people are nowadays. If And if they're talking about it. And, you know, just like in your article, it said that they kind of stopped talking to each other and all that kind of stuff. So, you know, we don't know if these witnesses are actually out there saying, yeah, I saw this. But this recording came out of the 911 call. And like yeah, I say, you, you can find this on YouTube. It is on YouTube. It is out there in the public domain. And it's just so interesting. You know, whether it's UFO or not, I don't know. But it's just interesting. They're here. <laughs> <laughs> I honestly believe that there are UFOs no, there, out there. I mean, and there has to be, right? Like, just the law of averages would say yeah. there's billions of solar systems, right? And, when yeah. it's a, you know, you can't even fathom that. If you said 100, you'd still be like, oh, that's crazy. Billions. Yeah. Billions. They have determined billions. that almost every star or star system, because mm-hmm. there's binary systems, they've determined that almost every star has planets around it. Not saying that they're in the habitable zone or anything like that. Or, mm-hmm. you know, we mentioned on a show a long time ago about the, you know, where are they? And it could be that they have a water world that they can't get off their planet. They, you know, so who knows? But I firmly believe that UFOs and aliens have been coming to Earth for thousands of years because the universe is over um, 23, was it? Yeah, 23 billion years old. Mm-hmm. At some point, even if it was just regular evolution, their planet, there is a planet out there that is so far advanced from us yeah. by thousands and thousands of years, maybe even a million years advanced from us. I mean, they could be out in the creek behind the studio right now, Joe. Little aliens looking in. Tiny little ones. Getting chased Fur by balls. my cats. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Joe, I just saw a cat come through Joe's backyard. <laughs> He's overrun by alien cats. Alien cats, yeah. Um, you know, interesting. Pennsylvania, Ohio, hot, hot, hot spot yeah. for any type of UFO activity. Point Pleasant, West Virginia's in the triangle as well. Yeah. You know, so we had talked about the case in Erie. Yeah. Yeah, Erie. there was an actual craft that landed on the beach. Yeah. And left Which is imprints in, in the beach six feet deep. Yeah, and it's not that far from Youngstown. Mm-mm. Like, it'd be a millisecond, right? If yeah. If you had a high-powered craft, could and be anywhere. we were at an event up in Michigan, and one of the people that were there had some military-grade night vision goggles that we looked through, and it is unbelievable how much stuff is moving around up there. I know yeah. there's a lot of space junk. Yeah. And I just actually did a thing about space junk, how much stuff is actually up there that's dead and yeah. just floating that it's not even being used. But if you looked at a picture, and I even have that picture too, of how much space junk is around the Earth, it's like how do any of our spaceships get out without hitting them or, you know? Yeah. I mean, I know the ISS has been hit. And they actually have to steer it out of the way of objects that are being tracked. But yeah, there's just tons of stuff out there. And But when I look through those night vision goggles, satellites and space junk don't stop and turn. Right. Don't change direction. And I saw stuff in the goggles that did that. I'm like, yeah. this is amazing. I want to do this for hours. I know, right? It was, I saw something fly so fast. It couldn't have, it was faster than a shooting star. Mm-hmm. It was faster than any rocket or anything. It, I was like, what 
was that? Yeah. I, I Yeah, I had to stop looking because it was scary. Yeah. It was scary. And, okay, so stuff up there flies at 17,000 miles an hour, which is unbelievably fast. But when you're looking at it that far away, it doesn't look like it's moving that fast. Right. I mean, think about when the ISS flies over. It goes from one part of the horizon to the other. It takes roughly a minute to four minutes, depending on where it's flying over. And that's moving at 17,000 miles an hour. I saw stuff that was moving three and four times that speed mm-hmm. and changing direction. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So like, I want to see it again. I want to see it again. I want to yeah. put on those glasses or those goggles, whatever you call them, and just sit and look. And I, I you know, mm-hmm. I've even thought we have these night vision cameras that we use for ghost hunting. I've always wanted to just point it up, but they work a little different. They're not yeah. true night vision. They're, they actually have infrared lights that we use with mm-hmm. them. So, yeah, this really is interesting. This this case I've always been intrigued in. I've listened to the, the full clip a few years ago, and I've always wanted to do a show on it. And then you did the article for Haunted Toledo, and I'm like, let's do a show about it. You know, it, you know it's still fascinating. It's still a mystery, right? Yeah, Nobody is. has been able to solve this mystery, and it's been over 20-plus years yeah. since this happened. So. You know, just strange, strange things yeah. in Ohio, you guys. Come to Ohio. It's weird. Come to Ohio. There's it's weird here. You can head down towards the Pennsylvania border and look at the stars, and you'll see the Milky Way. And yeah. don't come to Toledo. I cannot hardly see one star out of my backyard anymore <laughs> because the light pollution is so bad. Yeah, it's, it but is bad. But get out in the get out in the woods. Get out in the country and look at the stars. Get your stargazing chair out and just lay there and look at the stars. And you can see satellites going over. I do that all the time. Yeah, yeah. Just don't forget your um, bug spray because we yeah. don't want you to get ticks. Yeah. Like we did. <laughs> oh, God, that was fun. Um, you know, Joe, I just I wanted to mention something. Um, you know, Joe and I have done a lot of our investigations in and around the Toledo area. Mm-hmm. And we just wanted to acknowledge and, and thank um, Kelly and Don from Fringe Paranormal for all the times that they have hosted us at the South Main School. Yeah. Um, unfortunately, the school will no longer be available for ghost hunts. Um, it has been sold. Not sure what the fate is of the school, but um, just wanted to, you know, just give a, a real nice thank you out to uh, Kelly and Don for always being supportive of the show and um, all the work that they did at the school. They did so oh, much. Many, many nights hosting ghost hunts and um, overnight hunts and they great location. Just the two of them yeah. cleaned that place up so much and got it ready for ghost hunts. Yeah. Got all the tiles out. I mean, they it was a they lot put their heart and soul in that for building. Sure. And I just wanted to say we appreciate mm-hmm. them and all they did and, and you know, guys... It's important to go, you know, when you do ghost hunts and you might complain, eh, it's this amount or this amount, but that money goes directly to those buildings. Yeah. Um, I'll, I'm, I'm saying 100%, but it's preserving what we love to do is, is to get out in the old, old dusty buildings yeah. <laughs> um, for hours at night and listen for knocks and bangs and, and look for ghosts. Um, so... You're pres- you know, preserving the history, and unfortunately, the building has been sold. They have no clue what's going to happen to the building. Where are the ghosts going to go? Yeah, and, you know, unfortunately, I think it's going to be tore down. Oh. I don't know. Yeah. 
he may have bought it so that he can renovate it to where it's they can get artists in there or something. We don't know. We don't know yet. Or it might end up being a Dollar General. <laughs> oh, on a Dollar General. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but that was that was confused. one of the more, more active locations that we've ghost hunted in. Yeah, for sure. We got some really good evidence I... in the basement or in the boiler room. Mm-hmm. I remember when they had a open house there, and there were kids walking around, and they were like, "Wow, look at that!" Because they kids nowadays they. Kids nowadays. <laughs> These kids. They don't know what a boiler is. I, and I looked at him and said, that's where they put the kids. Okay. <laughs> Creeper. <laughs> I, yeah, I saw in there, in the sunlight, like a shadow forming, but it was in the sunlight because the sunlight was coming through those doors, mm-hmm. you know, and into the basement. Oh, it was just the coolest thing. And um, yeah, it's, and, and then the activity with the little... You know, kids. Yeah. Kid, uh, ghosts of children. Ghosts of children that have been there. And, yeah. We and the thing is that up in the attic, there's, see, it used to be smaller than what it is now. Mm-hmm. And there's a wall that was the original outside wall with glass pane windows. And the students, it was like tradition for all the students to sign that. Yeah. So there's, there's hundreds of autographs up there that are just going to disappear of all the kids that went to school there. And we were down in the boiler room, and we had Don, the guy that runs the place, mm-hmm. him and Kelly run it, um, from Fringe Paranormal. We had him sit in a chair, and we had the SLS going. There was a, there was a stick figure on the ledge, and it was small. It was a small stick figure. Mm-hmm. And we told it, we was like, go sit next to Don, and it moved over and sat in yeah. the chair next to him incredible if it's piece of evidence. something that's tracking just nothing you know because like mm-hmm. those sls's sometimes track nothing it would have moved yeah. when we told it to yeah and it sat down in that chair next to him and then there was another time i was down in there that same room and i was trying to take a picture and you know on the cameras how it has facial recognition mm-hmm. and it puts a little green square yeah every time i went past this the um Control board for the, the, the uh, what do you call it, the electrical box, the yeah. circuit box. Mm-hmm. Now, there's no electricity in this building. No, no running water, no gas, no Nothing. electricity. No yeah. power at all. And every time I went past that that power uh, circuit breaker box, the facial recognition kept coming on. So cool. And I'm like, okay. So I, did, I tried to debunk it. Mm-hmm. But I couldn't, every time, no matter where I pointed the camera, it didn't have that. The minute I moved it towards there, it had facial recognition. Now I'm thinking, yeah. well, maybe it's the shape of the switches or something, but it wasn't. Yeah. So that was a great location. And that was one place that would let one person do it completely yeah. alone overnight. Yeah. Which now I don't. Either think Don I could or do. Kelly would stay in. There's they had their own little room that they went into. Yeah. And it was like the old caretaker's house room or something. I don't know. Uh, yeah. But. They were shut off away from the people investigating. So when you investigated that place, you were truly alone in that building. I can do it. I would be too creeped out. <laughs> and the, like I said, the activity, we were there one night and we had uh, the REM pod. We had one REM oh, pod at the yeah. bottom of the stairs and then another one three stories up. But it's like the same stairway. It's like a zigzag. Yeah. And... When we were upstairs, the rempout would go off downstairs. So yeah. we went downstairs, and then the one upstairs kept going off. It was like the kids were playing games with exactly. us. Exactly. Oh, my God. That was so crazy. 
but cool. Crazy yeah. cool. So sad thing. Yeah. Old Haunted South Main School is closing and we don't know what's going to happen to it. We're having a final send-off. As you're listening to this show, when it comes out on Sunday, the final mm-hmm. send-off will be going on. It's an open house. Unfortunately, we didn't know about it, so we couldn't tell you earlier. Yeah. Yeah, it was a last-minute thing. Yeah, so. they, they just got a message from the owner saying, hey, I sold the place. You guys have to be out. After all the stuff, that's that's another thing. After yeah. all the stuff they did to that building yeah. and fixed it up and got people interested and had open houses where people that went to school there came back and said, look, that's me right there. I signed that. I remember signing oh, this wall. Oh, my gosh, yeah. You know? Yeah, so it'll be interesting. Yeah, be interesting to see what, what kind no, of a hopefully they can find a new Dollar location. General it turns into. Yeah. But, oh. no, I hope they don't tear it down because there's a, that building has so much potential. Yeah. It could be... And it's it's a historic building in Bowling Green. I hope they don't tear it down. Yeah. But time will tell. We'll keep time you updated we'll if see. we find out. And that is reality, Jen. That is. That is reality. So let's leave with some reality. And remember, go to Amazon, buy my book. It'll yep. change your life. Yep. And like and subscribe and share the show with everybody. We will talk to you next week. Have a great, great week. Stay positive and go ghost hunting. Let's, let's leave with some reality. Reality. Stop.